Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Podcast One presents Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze, an entertaining behind-the-scenes look at the world of food, where you'll hear from anyone and everyone from the culinary industry, including restaurateurs, TV hosts, celebrity chefs, producers of your favorite cooking shows, and many more. Now, here's your host, Richard Blaze. Hey everyone, uh, welcome to Starving for Attention. This is Richard Blaze riding by myself without Jasmine Blaze here in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, USA, uh, solo. Yeah, that's what by myself means. Uh, Jasmine's back in California. I'm here for this thing called the Star Chefs International Chefs Congress, where I got to hang out with a bunch of uh, ma- amazing Michelin-starred and famous New York City and uh, international chefs like uh, Diego Guerrero from Madrid yesterday. Uh, so this episode recorded, the next few recorded here in Brooklyn. So I'm catching up with some of my favorite chefs. Uh, this episode is the Top Chef winner of Season 2, or you might know him as the creator of an amazing show called Knife Fight. That's right, Alon Hall, good friend of the podcast, one of my best friends, quite honestly, amazing chef, and he's going to hang out with us on this episode live from Dew's Donuts. That's right, Wiley Dufresne's Donut Shops, uh, Donut Shop here in Williamsburg, and Wiley's going to be on the next episode. So the next two episodes representing Spreading That Brooklyn Love, Alon Hall's up next, and since Jasmine Blaze is not here with me today, we're going to get right into it. This is Alon Hall live from Dew's Donuts in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, USA. Okay, everyone, uh, you know that we have this Sportsnet challenge going on, and I want to hear from you on the Twitter uh, or go over to Podcast One. That's uh, www.podcastonesportsnet.com to see how your favorite podcast hosts, and when I say favorite podcast hosts, I mean Jasmine Blaze and myself, see how we're doing in the Sportsnet uh, betonline.ag challenge. Uh, each week we're picking five uh, NFL games uh, and uh, just pick with no spreads. And <clears throat> so far we're doing pretty good. So again, use the hashtag Sportsnet Challenge up on Twitter. Uh, each week five listeners are going to get 500 bucks. At the end of the season we're giving out $5,000 all in. Uh, and we're going up against uh, some of your favorite podcast one hosts, Shaquille O'Neal, Adam Carolla, Many other of your favorites. So uh, this week, it's the NFL. It's week nine. Uh, let's get into this. This is going to be a big week, and I'm just going to take the five games that are right in front of me here. Keep it really, really simple. On Halloween night, the Niners are taking on the Arizona Cardinals. Man, my uh, my fantasy team is filled with Arizona Cardinals, but uh, you can't go against the undefeated San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Arizona with a rookie quarterback and uh, their first and second string running backs out. It's also on Halloween night, so I guess strange things could happen, but I'm going to to take the Niners. I'm going to take the Kansas City Chiefs playing at home against Minnesota, even if they're without uh, uh, Mahomes. I'm going to take Detroit. The Lions are hot this year. I'm going to take them at Oakland. I'm taking Green Bay on the road against the LA Chargers. And uh, I'm going to take the Patriots, which seems to be a call that I'm making every single week, which makes sense since they're undefeated. I'm going to take the Patriots as they go on the road to play Pittsburgh. So again, you can go on to betonline.ag and don't forget the promo code PODCAST1 because you'll get a 50% sign-up bonus when you do that. Again, go on to betonline.ag. Uh, use the promo code PODCAST1. You'll get 50% off your sign-up bonus. Uh, and betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Let's, let's go get them. You're listening to Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze. Now back to Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze. Elon Hall is showing up with a helmet that is, like, dope. It looks astronaut, like you've been flying through space on it. Has yes. it got, like, some Bluetooth sort of if attachment or something? What's, yeah, what, you know, okay. that's, yeah, that's my yeah. speakers and microphone. Yeah, dude, you're, like, crushing it, man. I mean, I don't know. And you're showing up in, like, the Bill Belichick, like, champion-style, <laughs> like, hoodie. Like, you're just, as always, so incredibly hip, so so Brooklyn. Thank, right? thank, thank you. Thank you. How is that? That's, thank, no, thank you. Yeah. I don't know, because people... I mean, the Belichick part, this, maybe. No, but this is the thing. People in... There's this weird dichotomy of people in Brooklyn who resent, even though they live here, they resent the fact that they're classified as people that live here. 
That's interesting. So, Just, like, we want to be cooler than what we think we are when right. it's not really the case. Mm, okay. All right. Yeah, I <laughs> that, get it. That, that sentence made no sense. You, okay, wait. Let's break it down, though. I, you, no, yeah. I, I want to talk. Hold on. I want to talk yeah. more about the fact that I text you all the time. Oh, I and know this is going. No, I just want yeah. to throw this, the guilt, in the beginning. Yeah. I try and see you. <laughs> I try and, and connect with my friend. I feel like the only time we can actually spend any extended amount of time is on your podcast. Listen, the, the, everyone knows <laughs> who listens to this podcast that the podcast is my way to beat my social anxieties. Of course. Right? So, one, you're right. This is, <laughs> this is true. If there's, a, if there's not a microphone on or a camera in front of us, it's tough for me to connect to people. But it's my fault, not your well, fault. I know. Because but you I'm just are, saying I put an effort. You, I, let me I, tell you, <laughs> the effort is real. Like, you do. And the guilt is also real. <laughs> I want you to feel bad. No, no it's not bad. It's, <laughs> it's more just like an awareness, yeah. right? This is what, what it is. The awareness that I am, I do have some social I also issues. think that you have a preconceived notion of who I am socially. Really? Yeah. I feel like you think that when I want to see you, I want to like drink and party when pre- perfectly honest oh. i would no you don't think that about me um not maybe not anymore I well think, i mean i yeah. haven't been like that in a very long time yeah right right like i went Who to has? an event i went to an event the other night and like a, a wine a sort of connected to the raw wine event and i i honestly i barely drink like i'm not i'm not you know i'm not sober and i don't i sort of claim to me but i drink maybe once every two months like yeah. a glass and a half okay, of that's, wine. Okay, that's 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 kind of fair. Because for me, it's really more about flavor. I don't. I never really enjoyed being drunk mm-hmm. ever in my life. Who, even I when mean, I was a child. Who really does like the day after though? Right? No, Is the there day a, after right, nobody okay, does. Right. But there was a certain point where I realized what an actual hangover was, and then at that point, I was like, I think I never want to feel this way. Again. Yeah, I mean, some of that comes with age naturally, yes. right? Uh, and of, of course, as a parent, that's when you're like, no, this can't. Uh, a hangover with a kid is a totally different scenario. Yeah. But I'm going to connect the two dots here. I was, sure. you know, I'm, I'm, I don't hang out in Williamsburg too often. Mm-hmm. We're recording from Dew's Donuts. What's up? Wiley Dufresne is literally running around it's in the amazing. background here. Um, but I was walking down the street yesterday going to, this is how you know, like, it's not super, super hipster. Like, there's a Soul Cycle and a Starbucks. What? I mean, the, that Starbucks, I don't even think had a sign until, like, six months ago. Well, it was like a hidden Starbucks. It was. Right? <laughs> it really was, right? It You're was. Like, Wait, everyone's wearing, like, ski caps in here. I'm pretty sure this is a Starbucks, but there's no logos on anything. <laughs> but my, my app works, right? <laughs> Um, but now, so now it's like, right? It's true, right? Like now there's a Soul Cycle, there's a Starbucks. I'm kind of good. But I was walking down the street to my Soul Cycle class. By the way, not a sponsor of the podcast. It's and fine. it was like 7:30 in the morning yesterday, and like, and like I hear this thumping music, and like people are still raving in Williamsburg. Like, I mean, it's Halloween weekend. Yes. I but, mean, and like a you know a little red riding hood, and like you know a, some circus character yes. stumbled out of like. An unmarked building. Totally. I mean, it's so you're just, not raving, but people in, no, in Brooklyn people are. are. I mean, I went, I went out. I went out to this <laughs> wine event where I probably stayed for an hour and a half. The guys from um, Contra and Wild, there, um, Jeremiah and Fabian. Yeah. Uh, they they ran this because they have they've always been connected with Great Wine, which they're opening an amazing wine shop mm. in, on at, at Essex Crossing. All their style, like super naturally, very small. You know, biodynamic bi- yeah like very things. very and they're connected with so many small wineries and this is not a plug for them either um they're just i'm friends cool. yeah um but so we went to an event that was actually really close to where i live in bushwick like one stop away i mean mm-hmm. i walked and so i went there and then went to um an incredible restaurant which you if you haven't tried Farrow in bushwick not. okay spectacular one mm. michelin star um the chef kevin is Unbelievable. Also, not a plug, just a favorite thing of mine. Um, he's just, he's grinding all of his grains, making beautiful pastas, and it's just like, it's, it's busy all the time, so it's not like, I can't say it's a hidden gem, but it's, it's one of those places that isn't talked about as much, and I don't know why, because hmm. pound for pound, I have a more enjoyable experience than going to the other popular uh, North right. Brooklyn pasta centric restaurants, and and I feel like that's kind of like at that one the one Michelin star level mm-hmm. is where like it can still be a comfortable of sort course. of neighborhood thing. Once of you course. get into like two stars, then like no, thing, it, yeah, absolutely. There, I mean, he's he's they're special. They're special dudes, and this, he's a special guy. The whole crew there is amazing, and it's nearby to my where I live. So. Yeah, well, that always works, right? Yes. I mean, I, actually, that's another thing that I've noticed because one of the great things about, like, when you are, when I am staying in Brooklyn, like, you don't really need to leave. Like, everything is still here, technically, yeah. right? Um, but the neighborhood restaurant 
is well alive, right? Like um, the small There, There place. are. The problem is they can't. It's hard to sustain. I mean, I can tell you firsthand. Right, right, It's right. hard to yeah. sustain. You know, Williamsburg especially, the prices of rent are so high. And the population density isn't there yet still. Right. So it's not. So we have more restaurants. We. I don't live in Williamsburg anymore. But there right. are more restaurants here per, per capita than there are in many parts of Manhattan most parts of Manhattan and so there's just not enough people on a Tuesday evening to go out for dinner right right you know yeah everybody's fine you know late Thursday Friday Saturday and Sunday brunch if you can squeeze that out but you know your your Sunday night Monday Tuesday Wednesday it's it's a struggle unless you're a handful of people yeah and and I will say like all of these places that I am seeing they're not filled yeah this is a Sunday night whatever um, you know Monday night um, but they look adorable and quaint. Of course, totally. And but you have to be, you know, you have to be Missy. You have to be, uh, I mean, you have to be Sunday in Brooklyn. Sunday Brooklyn crushes it. Mm-hmm. And they're open all day long, all throughout the week. So you can go there for breakfast on a Tuesday and it's busy. So it's like, it's a very weird, there's some places. And, and so you don't really know what that magical equation is you can't just go by demographics you can't just go by because then there's a place that just for some reason whether it's press a combination of press and and you know quality i mean i think people are still have stand have standards i'm not saying that it has nothing to do with standards but like it has to be this sort of weird intangible right. equation of things to make a successful is, place. is it vibe are you are you i think it's magic i mean i used to say this about um energy I mean, Energy, yeah. but the, I, I, you know, I used to say this about about Casamona, where I worked for a while. It's better than the sum of its parts, and even with people subtracted from it these days, mm-hmm. you know, Anthony, who's no, no longer there, who was the chef there for eleven years, and you know, the the old partner, it's um, it's still there's something that comes together there that's magic, and the staff is completely different and all these parts I mean there's a couple of guys that are still there that I'm still homies with that worked there when I was there but right. it's there's something about it's when it arrived it's location the food that it was bringing you know Andy Nusser's like vision and it's still it still exists it's still bubbling you go there it's and fun years as ever. later this is where years later, this is still, where you worked pre even pre, top pre top shop, right? yeah. yeah this is and one of my favorite quotes ever across all you had a couple of them by the way mm. across the history of the franchise okay. but there's one where and again i think you're you're, you're you're working there at the time right and you're like in an argument with someone i'm assuming marcel uh, and you're just like what? salt pepper paprika you know exactly what i'm saying I don't do. you i just okay. I just said something sweet. He was just in this competition over in... Um, in no, he's a good... Uh, this I love, is not, no, this I, has nothing I, to no, do with Marcel. He's crushing the game no, as well. This no, is Marcel's great. 10, Marcel's, Marcel removed. just got engaged. Unbelievable. Congrats. Yeah. We got to get Marcel on the podcast. You, I'm you have to. I'm a fan He's of, never been on the podcast? No. Oh, like, he's an interesting dude to talk to. He is amazing dude to he's talk to. very, very, very smart. Um, but this quote, what, do you remember what it was? Of course I do. Okay. You say a lot of things when you're in your early 20s and you're... On a game show. Yeah. You know? And it was something about, like, uh, it was, a, and this is really great with, like, Wiley Dufresne running around the background. It was sort of like the anti molecular astronomy. Marcel yes. was a proponent of this. And you're, was just like, what? I don't remember the exact. I'm going to find the clip. Of course, find the clip. It's fine. <laughs> um, I said something uh, very, very aggressive in the heat of the moment, and it had to do with. Cooking skill, yeah, but right. we don't have to talk about that. No, but I just, I, you know, I, I, I'm just connecting the dots. That what I loved about that quote, and it was something like salt, pepper, and I think paprika yeah, it was, was paprika. Right. Yeah. And that, like paprika, is something that you say if you work at a Spanish restaurant, of course, right? So it was like <laughs> it was really awesome, but it was also like and paprika, <laughs> <laughs> like you, you could have stopped at salt and pepper. I could have, and then but like the paprika really drove Listen, it home was, to like what I you was, were doing. I was fired up. Hey, listen, Anilon Advanced Cookware has been in the market for over 15 years, and there's some new, improved, and exciting additions to their beloved collections. Introducing now the Anilon Advanced Home uh, Collection, the new Infinity Slide Nonstick System with optimal nonstick performance. Uh, so food just slides right out of the pan super easily, just like Jasmine Blaze and I are making eggs uh, for our kids pretty much every other day. Uh, but we are certainly putting to work our Anilon uh, advanced home uh, kit that we have. All these pots and pans are getting a lot of work in our house, uh, so we stand by them for sure. Uh, and you, we've been using the cookware, again, for everything. I, I just mentioned breakfast and eggs. 
Uh, but uh, we've been cooking it for dinner as well. Man, roast vegetables have been just sliding out of those pans. Jasmine Blaze knows what's up. Listen, check it out. The Analon Advanced Home Cookware. It's new, and there are special deals to celebrate the launch. Like, check it out. $50 off an 11-piece set. That's right, $50 off the 11-piece set. You can shop in-store and online at national retailers like Bed Bath & Beyond and Macy's or visit analon.com for more information. Just sliding right out of the pan and up into your DMs. They're not sliding into your DMs. Go to analon.com for more information. Speaking of Fired Up, we're here. uh, I'm here for the Star Chefs. International Chefs Conference. Congress. Congress. Conference. I don't understand why it's called that. Well, I mean, I guess a Congress, we have to look at the definition, but it's like a coming together of everyone. I guess guess it makes it it stand out from conference. I guess it's just a little bit of marketing, but it's the 14th year of this thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I emceed like the main stage yesterday. You're doing something there today. Tomorrow. 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 Okay. I'm going to go by there today. Are you? No, I I, I I saw your picture. I have a really good relationship with Rationale. I have for a while. Mm. Um, And so, you know, they like... They like me to come hang out. Yeah, um, when you were popping those suckling pigs in there and hitting it with a little vinegar and paprika. I used to. Right, I mean, right. I used to. I don't yeah. really cook like that anymore. It's crazy. Well, you don't... They don't I don't really cook a lot of meat these days. Anymore. I mean... Vegan ramen? Professionally, professionally, not not really in, in my life. The only thing I think I couldn't give up to go completely vegan is, um, is seafood. Mm, okay. I think I've had meat in every possible way that... I would get pleasure out of it, truly. Yeah. And I've had it on the highest end of the spectrum, the lowest end of the spectrum. I definitely don't need to eat, like, you know, grocery store burgers. You know, if I'm going to save myself for a piece of meat, it's going to be something special. It's going right. to be because I don't need, like, whatever mm. sort of beef in the middle. I've enjoyed it across the spectrum. Nice. That's a very, like, mature take on well, it, right? Like, I, it's not a, a, this is not coming from, like, an ethics It's not. Yeah, right? I, no, it's not. I don't, I don't crave, I mean, it's like a course, personal place. Personal like, place. Yeah. I mean, I think factory, of course, factory farming is disgusting and right. everything, but, you know, I think that it's more exciting to get excited about vegetables. Yeah, so, like, what do you, so then... That hasn't really reflected okay, so in my like, waistline very much, but... You look, no, you look great. Thank you even so much. In the, you the look loose, great. Even in the loose Belichick uh, <laughs> champion hoodie. Um... But so, like, what do you, like, for me, like, when you say that, I'm cringing because, like, I should be like that, but, like, I have, like, um, like, that's one of my last, one of my last vices, probably, yeah. is, like, I'm thinking of going to Luger's tonight, like, yeah. by myself with, like, a 48-ounce dry-aged whatever. Ouch. So, like, what are, <laughs> exactly. So, like, or, or at least at the end of the marathon this week. But what are you, so, like, when you're, like, when you just want to, like, chow down and just, like, get into something, I get, I mean, is Can it I a be perfectly honest? Of- it's, like, sushi. It's, like, I, my, okay. I have All vices. Right. I have weird so vices. It is seafood. Like, I don't crave, I don't crave, like, fast food like other people do. I crave garbage versions of ethnic foods so like I crave low qual- I love incredibly high quality Chinese food I've been to China I've I've sort of you know I've I went to the San Gabriel Valley many times along my whole life in Los Angeles and I appreciate it but sometimes there's a, a certain place in my heart for like New York mm. inexpensive Chinese food yeah not to say that that should be representative of the culture or cuisine because it's so insanely broad but the the region in in New York that exists right we grew up with it on Long Island yeah. like we yeah, get it of course so I crave that I also crave supermarket sushi like I have a weird thing for supermarket sushi respect I'll, gas respect. station I draw a line no gas station but supermarket sushi is you okay know, listen something special uh, for that, me. I, I love that respect and um, listen there's nothing wrong with spaghetti and meatballs I know it's not like no. traditionally Italian but no. there are th- do you think is some of that just nostalgia did you like to my, my family Probably. growing up on Long Island like every other Sunday or so mm-hmm. we would go get like cheap Chinese takeout yeah so like there's something in my, my, my heart about like we didn't get a lot of takeout food but when we did we yeah. threw down on Chinese yeah. food yeah the thing is for me it, my parents didn't even ever ever order that the, the Chinese food that I had growing up that was more at eating at friends house the Chinese food I had growing up was actually high quality my father would take me on Sundays we would go to Chinatown and have dim sum like twice a month yeah that's just that's, the two of us so like that's next level my first introduction to Chinese food was actually of quality and of sort of technique and cuisine. So it's sort of irrational that I like this bad thing, but it was always the things that I could afford with a couple bucks in my pocket after I walk home from school. I used to get like white rice with brown sauce. No idea what brown sauce is, but it was like a thing that I would get because it cost me like a dollar. 
Nice. I like. Was that was that how it was listed on the menu? Yeah. Like no, it wasn't brown even brown. on the menu. You just have to order the brown sauce right. into a, a, a little. And I'm assuming this rice. is some sort of uh, oyster sauce, something garlic, black I have beans, no sort of idea. something. So that so that was that was your order. Like, yes. With a little bit more budget, what's your what's your go to uh, cheap Chinese? I mean, like I was a sucker, and this is embarrassing because I, I have a sweet tooth, but it was like sweet and sour pork, okay, and white rice. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I like with those like general crinkly cut. Carrots. Yeah, amazing. Like, wh- how do they? Ma- how do? Wait, this is actually now like I'm kind of inspired. Like, what machine is? Is it? It's, is it a mandolin? It's got to be a mandolin, right? But like I've never seen. You know the ones I'm talking about. Like they're, they're thin. I know exactly. What and you're they're talking like about. rigidly cut. But, it's got to be some man- mandolin yeah. attachment. But we don't have. I haven't seen. Like I no, haven't I, been able to. Okay, we're bringing. We got to bring that back. So yours is. I bet. I Jim bet Jim Wiley has one in the. Back. Wiley definitely. We we we're like um we're gonna fast forward into the future, but Wiley's gonna be on next week's episode. And he has got, um, we, he, he's, he's, he's not allowed to uh, discuss his secret stash of equipment he has that his wife doesn't know about. Oh, really? Is, yeah. So he's got a storage unit. You know, <laughs> like, I know there's this one story about a college football coach who had like, a separate apartment. Mm-hmm. Who knows what was happening there? Mm-hmm. Like, Wiley's just this happy. He doesn't have, there's nothing nefarious going on. He's just got a secret storage unit filled with roto evaporators <laughs> and sous vide equipment and something to probably cut, crinkly cut Chinese food. And I'm, I'm going to have to clear this with them, make sure That's we can amazing. air it. Hey, listen, uh, so pardon my sidetracked here, but I wanted to take a moment to declare my love for the deep and rich culture of you-know-what, the American Deli Counter, a cornerstone of the Western culinary tradition that I think goes underutilized, you know, like charcuterie and cold cuts. Every foodie knows that if you want a taste of something incredible, look no further than your local deli. And of course, the crown jewel of the deli is the uncompromising quality of Boar's Head, the keeper of this culture for over 100 years. Boar's Head, where's my Boar's Head mascot helmet? I really want that helmet, really, really bad. Uh, but listen, you go over to the deli concierge, you just take it ticket and your counter concierge that's right love that word they're going to help you find fresh flavorful delicacies customized just the way you like it thick cut slices of oven gold roast turkey for a tender home style turkey dinner ichiban teriyaki chicken slices to top off that perfect ramen bowl and there's so much to enjoy you're looking to expand your culinary horizon the deli counter awaits and you can go check it out for yourself. You'll find a warm smile and a slice of something fabulous. Go say hi to my friends over at Boar's Head, uh, where compromise comes elsewhere. By the way, we're in Deuce Donuts. We're here in Williamsburg. And, like, this is amazing because, like, there's just – the place is filled right now with boxes because they are doing a national delivery. This is – I think Gold Belly is the name of the company. And, like, I have people DMing me from California mm-hmm. saying that their donuts are coming this Wednesday from Deuce. Wow. So uh, you're this, watching them getting boxed up. You're, right you're now. watching right now this whole thing tip nationally. Like, well, no one's. I mean, we'll we'll take a picture of it so people can see it. Yeah. Um, back to Star Chefs. Yes. You've done it a number of years. Though, yeah, I think right? this is my fourth fourth what's, year that I've come. What, what's your overall you know take on it? I think it's nice. It's a you know it's a distillation of really interesting chefs that you don't get to see in one place so often. So it's not so high end. It's not so sort of over-the-top hitting you with fancy and technique, but it's like you get to reconnect with people that you haven't seen in a while, people that you're fans of. Right. I mean, I, you know, I met you know, Alex from Ideas and Food, who I've had correspondence with over the past six years. Right. And last year I met him for the first time. Oh, that's amazing. Like in person. And then um, you know, I get to see people that I really liked from the past. You know, you know the year before last was Cosentino was here. Um, You'll see a picture of him at uh, least he's, today. He's not, he's not going to be there. He's no, not here. He's, okay. Isn't he? I saw him. He's 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 shilling for an apron company or something like oh, okay. that. He probably would be upset that I said the isn't word. Shilling. In another co- a country right now, isn't he in like maybe? I don't. I, I saw mean, him with some other. People I stalk at some him concert. mildly for sure. Yeah. So so that you like the connection. The, he's the fact. watching the B fifty twos the other day. Yeah, of course. With somebody with I don't know. Probably whatever. riding a bike somewhere while know. there's. Some pig parts on a grill, yeah. Somewhere before the game, <laughs> I, 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 what I love about Star Chefs is the like you kind of mentioned it. You get to see people specifically internationally, yeah. Like you know, I got to, to host yesterday and like uh, Diego Guerrero from Madrid, amazing. And like every year, there's kind of like they have an interesting ability to grab. Like I've seen Pierre Gagnier here, and like, yeah, I mean, Pierre Hermes. Wait, who, doing this year? Today. They also have um, uh, oh, from Argentina, um, but the, these. What's his name? These create. Uh, I don't know. Who's on the first <laughs> season of, of Chef's Chef's? Uh, oh my gosh, Chef's Table. You're gonna have to. I, I don't watch those shows. Wow. 
I, I don't. Watch, you don't watch Chef's <laughs> Table? I, no, no. I, I want. I, to be honest with you, I have never seen an episode. What? But I need to. Like, be, I don't. What? I, I like, need to. for any sort to, of, like, moral reason? No, 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 for no reasons it's at all. It's the most beautiful yeah, show I, about chefs. I, you know why I think I haven't, like, t- taken the, the leap mm. is because I like trying to, in my mind, pretend what those shows are comedically. <laughs> right, like there's soft music. There's some tweezers. There's an animal being treated really well somewhere on a farm. Right, like it's I mean, beautiful. I, 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 mean, I mean, I know it's beautiful. It's, it's the it's the same guy who created um who created Your Dreams of Sushi. Right, no, exactly. So it's visually, it's that like same sort of taking every shot so seriously in these like sweeping yes. landscapes. I find and that stuff, and we share. It's stuff. a little bit funny sometimes. I, I find our world in general, the world uh. of this fine dining, right? That like it's. Um, it's 50% absolutely fascinating and 50% absolutely hilarious. So I feel like by not watching it, then it, it enables me. If I watch it, I'll be too close to the people uh-huh. and I won't be able to like poke fun at it from time to time. I think that's what's... Uh, see, you know me better yeah. than most, even though we share a lot of text messages. We do. You're like one of my best friends, <laughs> <laughs> which is crazy getting into it. Uh, but yeah, Star Chefs are kind of always amazing. They get all these amazing. No, it's uh, fun. This, like this last talent. year, you know, Chris Costa was there. Okay, yeah, which yeah. was great. Uh, Baking Naomi, a chicken and Pomeroy was there. Sourdough bread or things like that. I don't know. People and also people like they kind of like a lot of the demonstrations. People throw down. Like uh, Diego Guerrero yesterday came in with this like twenty minute produced video, which is of Chef's Table sort of quality. Yeah, and I'm like, and I asked, and I asked a question at the end. I'm like. When do you go get a videographer to like just shoot every? <laughs> and he's like, no, we just did this for this show. And I'm like, that's so like Spanish. Yeah, that's so like yeah, oh, uh, you know, fine dining yeah, yeah. In, in the Spanish. I world, understand. But, what yeah, what you know what I mean. No, I know. I'm, <laughs> but but some of our guests, my uh, listeners, might not. Uh, but always kind of fun. You know what I also love, and you kind of mentioned it too, is like it's not really. It's filled with people that are not from New York. Yeah, you know, and that that are not necessarily from LA or San Francisco or the big cities. There's a lot of like middle markets, B markets of mm-hmm. cooks that are there. Yeah, and these and they just. They throw down and, and food rave in New York for the three days that they're here. Yeah. Do you remember, like, like you probably don't do that anymore. No. Like, I mean, like, when you go to a city, do five restaurants. Oh, I do still do oh, that. Oh, you do do that? I okay. still do that. I, I okay. went to, I've gone to Copenhagen the past two years in a row right. for, for Noma. And the first two years ago. You didn't invite me, by the way. Like, um, I still have not been to Noma. And, like, I could send Renee a, 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 I could hit him go. up. I need, but like you went and like I was waiting. That was the text I was waiting for. Actually, it was. I had an extra seat. You know that. <laughs> I mean, I think you're so I was in, busy. Come and on, I, I never I assume you can't even like get coffee with and, me. How and, am I going to? And you're I gonna think plan, I was in Sweden at the plan. time. Like it wouldn't have been like nothing. It would have been a train ride for me. But anyway, Next no time. offense. Uh, yeah, <laughs> none taken. None taken. Okay, so when you're in Copenhagen, though, that's no. When so you're... like two years ago, I went to Copenhagen and with some with some friends and my dad and. You know, we based it around a Noma trip, and then we ate our faces in. Yeah. Okay. So um, you do do that. You go. Yeah. Are you good? Text my wife. Okay. Yeah. yeah it's fine. Every, my, everything right? There's no, okay. My, my life partner. Yeah. No, I, I get it. Like this and this. That, that one thing about the podcast, it's Hold amazing, on. is it's hey, it's raw. Uh, well, hey, I'm in the middle uh, yeah. of doing the podcast right now. Alon's taking um, a phone call. Uh, this is of a hundred episodes. Um, over a hundred episodes. Not, maybe the first time that. Someone okay, is well, I, I taking a call in the middle, but hopefully everything's okay. And we'll be coming back okay. in Sorry. one second. All good? Everything's fine. All right. Everything is good. <laughs> Alon is back. That's what I say. I love to, like, with the podcast when I say, like, oh, no, it's raw, which is really just a way to kind of, it's an excuse to be underproduced. <laughs> do you, do you, do you, do you, do you? Yeah, but you got to let, listen, when, you have, when you're having conversations... When you're making television, when you're when you're doing things like this, you have to let certain things breathe. Now, when you're listening back to, do you edit this? Someone will edit. Um, this is an interesting conversation about how the mm-hmm. podcast works. I'm curious like, because yeah. I've always wanted to do one. Okay. But. Well, I mean, and we'll talk offline about yeah, some yeah. other things that are happening. But like, yeah, this one has always been like, just get it out and go for it. Like the whole yeah. like tech entrepreneur, like, well, you just got to do it. Like, yeah. don't worry about like totally oh, right. So I do like the fact that that it is raw because it's just it's not overly scripted or I'm like reading five specific questions yeah um, but I also I think part of it is an excuse like I would like to edit more this is not a message to my team but like there's always like more production that of can course. be done but the I, I use that that as an excuse sometimes that's just raw like whatever like when well, people are like the audio is not great like 
Uh, like even today, this is great because you can hear a restaurant in the background. I kind of love that. Like, yeah. It's very simple. Yeah. Or like how when you walk in, the mic is on already. Like that's about the extent yeah. of the, uh, the process that goes in now. Yeah. You want more. You want more. You want a little. It's not NPR. No. I but don't NPR, want more. I enjoy it. But the NPR, they do a great job. No, I'm, say, like, I'm saying, listen, you can have, you know, some of the best. Like when we were doing Knife Fight, what was great about it is that the way it was shot was handheld. It was rough, but it was beautifully done. The quality of the cameras, the lighting was good. Yeah. You know, and now cameras don't even need good lighting. But like, you know, it's you want the texture of it being raw, but you still want quality in its production. Hey guys, uh, check it out. You've probably heard me talk to Jasmine Blaze a lot about how I have a lot of trouble sleeping at night. Uh, and I spend a lot of time tossing and turning. Uh, and you've heard this before, but it truly is, is, is a fact. Sleep is important. The quality of your sleep affects the quality of your daily life. Uh, fact is, better sleep means better you. So if you're struggling to get a good night's sleep, you've got to try a purple mattress. Purple's uh, history is pretty deep. In 2016, they decided that their patent comfort technology to create purple was the world's most scientific mattress. That's right. They developed cushioning technology for 30 years, and in 2016, they got the patent for that comfort technology. The purple mattress will probably feel different than anything you've ever experienced before because it uses this brand new material that was developed by actual rocket scientists. Mind blown. It's not like the memory foam that I was used to, although as a kid, I just kind of like put a bunch of like comforters under me. But the purple material feels very unique because it's both firm and soft at the same time, so it keeps everything supported while still feeling really comfortable. Plus, it's so breathable and it sleeps cool, which I think is the big problem when I sleep, not on the purple, but was the fact that before a purple mattress, like I was sticking to my mattress, which is kind of kind of gross, uh, especially during those hot and sort of steamy, clammy nights. Isn't clammy one of the worst words? Uh, but listen, you get a 100-night risk-free trial, and if you're not fully satisfied with a purple mattress, you can return it for a full refund. It's backed by a 10-year warranty, free shipping, and returns. Trust me, you're going to love purple, and right now, for our listeners, you're going to get a free purple pillow with the purchase of a mattress. That's in addition to the great free gifts they're offering site-wide. Just text STARVING to 84-888. The only way to get this free pillow is to text STARVING to 84-888. That's STARVING to 84-888. Message and data rates may apply. Go get that purple mattress. You're listening to Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze. Now back to Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze. This is not your first time on the on the podcast. Yes. But I mean brilliant. Thanks. Like brilliant. Like like in an, in a way with friends where you're just like you're so like friend jealous mm-hmm. of that person. Like that's my thing with you. It's Thanks. not like, oh, he won Top <laughs> Chef or oh, he's like he, he wears cool sweatshirts and he drive, <laughs> he drives a scooter. It's like, wow, you created this show. Of, of so many that have been created that had like this authenticity to it and that was Thank about you. like real cooks throwing down and, yeah. and wasn't like okay now you have 10 seconds to figure out with this vending machine what well, you're going to do well we've, we've done that before and yeah. I knew you know when we were doing this I, when we were allowed to do the show when we were given permission when we were picked up yeah I don't green lit that. green lit okay there you go um you know, I really wanted to make sure that we didn't fall into, you know, the tropes of things that we didn't like about what we, the competitions that you and I have done in the past. Right. You know, because there is great things about it, of course. I have no no love lost for for Top Chef and for Tom and Padma and Gail. Um, you know, yeah, you can. Of I can. Yeah. I love. They're like my. You know, I I will say there was something amazing that happened to me. I almost did this, but I was a little bit too nervous. We were coming up. We were doing the upfronts um, for. This was after we'd shot and showed the first season of, of Night Fight and then the second right. season. Right, so an upfront for our listeners is when like the, uh, a, a network rolls out all of their new programming. And to, basically to woo advertisers. Oh. So they buy lots of advertising space. And um, so I was asked to be there and present for the network because Esquire was a brand new network and it was you know, this big deal. And so me and a few other people from different shows, Spike Ferriston, who used to be a writer on Seinfeld... And um, he had a show on Esquire for a while. Esquire Network no longer exists. 
But I was at that front, and I had to go out and sort of present my show and then say, you know, this is the new breed of people, of, of shows that are going to be on Esquire Network. And I get up there right in front, and I had, it was, it was scripted, and there were giant, you know, um, teleprompters everywhere, yes. so you couldn't miss it. It was a huge, 10,000 people. It was like a huge thing. And so I go out there, and like in the second or third row, I see Tom and Padma, and I wanted to walk up to them. Nobody else could see them, but I wanted to be like... Hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. Right, right. (laughs) I had this, like, internal comedy moment where I was like, this would be really funny, except for the fact that all the rest of the people in this place don't. The joke is only for the two of them. Right, right, right. I learned it from you, Dad. (laughs) That that is kind of, like, there is that that part of it, right? You got to know place and time. It was the wrong place. (laughs) This this is true. I mean, after a couple seasons, then you can then you probably yeah. Can do that. I mean, once you um, now people can still they can I'm assuming they can still stream they can still episodes, stream it on right? Amazon, right? Um, but you know, because this is the other interesting. Now we're getting older, right? Yes. You and I. I'm older than you, but much older Not than you. Much. But um, like ha- like people now are but like you look younger than me somehow. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. It's close. Uh, it's close. It's close. What f you? I what? said that bad. Oh, word. That's, no, yeah, no, but this is for adults. Okay. Well, we'll throw a little something in in the beginning. <laughs> um, but I did lose my train of thought. What were we saying? We, we said saying, we're both old. We're both getting old. Oh, the fact that like there is a generation of kids right now marching around Brooklyn who are watching Friends for the first time. I know. <laughs> you go into an Urban Outfitters and you can buy a Wu Tang sweater and a Friends hat. Yeah. And like so, the idea of like things that are old or new, like we're gonna get a whole nother like in ten years. That'd be great. All this stuff's gonna roll back out. <laughs> And there's going to be Top Chef Seniors or whatever Amazing. it is. Um, so, I mean, and you're probably – I mean, you, I'm, I'm assuming people are all up in your DMs still like, I just saw this episode of Night Fight with people, the electric eel and the octopus or whatever. People want me to bring it back. I just – I can't – you know, I don't own it. Right. Yeah. The, well, this is the bet. That's why – I mean, I love when people – it, it comes from a good place. But totally. Like, you, you need to just host this thing. You need yeah. to host it. You need to host a show. Like, yeah. I, I, like I know. <laughs> I know a random. You're like, I wish you were a network executive. Yeah, like, like, I've gotten to the point where I'm like, they're like, you need your show, and I'm like, send an email, like, (laughs) yeah, start a petition, like, whatever, like, these are the, I don't know, like, there's got to be a call, call to action, but until there is one, download the podcast. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) because at a certain point, and even with podcasts, now, now we're just kicking it, dude. Like, yeah, podcasts are becoming TV shows now. I know. I mean, Bodega Boys, whoever it is, I forget what, the, but like people He's who. Samero. Yeah, people who are just like have been talking about life are now like talking about life in front of a camera. Yeah. And uh, so maybe the same thing. That, that's you the should long... just do follow, follow how the Spanish chef uh, did it. Diego did it and just, just get, a, get a, yeah. a camera. Well, that's, I mean, so how do you feel about, so coming up though, where we came up through the more, you know, uh, traditional television world, mm-hmm. like where are you on like, Having a YouTube channel, being a you know promo, you know just grabbing your phone and using that as the as the camera. Listen, I think there's Are you spoiled. There's from- always no. I think there's always going to be someone that's going to connect to something that you do. Now, people, you have to understand that when you're going to do that, people are going to have their opinion of it. So, if you're doing something, if you're if you have a YouTube channel and you're making food and it's doesn't look good and people don't like it, at a certain point. You should take the take the criticism or take the notes and okay, understand it. that it's not mm. great. But you know, it depends what you're doing it for. If you're doing it for your own therapy, amazing. Right. Like, if it makes you feel good, amazing. That's right. you know, it's democratized media. Right. So now, sort of, because Google makes money off of it. Right. But, right. But I'm saying it, it's sort of it's given everybody the possibility for a voice. Now there's going to be a lot of voices that people don't like. There's going to be a lot of voices that people love. And you know, look at Lily Singh. Lily Singh has a late night talk show, right? Because she started a YouTube channel and people connected with her nice. because of her personality. So it's really about connection of people. So you're saying go for it, go but, for it if you, if you be, feel passionate about be it. Be self aware enough to stop taking gym selfies. <laughs> I feel like you're talking to me. <laughs> I'm not talking if, to you. If like those Listen. posts aren't getting traction, or if that, or if, you did use the term food, but I took it, I took it personally. It wasn't. A t- it's more, and it's not. Wasn't you, it's a more like you, everyone else in my life who's like stop. Like every time I put up a picture of me at the gym or running. But, but like, listen, if it's part of your, if, if I mean, you know, Eli and I, you know, we talk about you. A lot. Oh yeah, well, yeah. I blame Eli for that, by the way. I, no, yeah, okay. listen, I. <laughs> If it's something that makes you feel good about yourself, if it's getting you out of a place of uncomfortable, if it's part of your own personal discovery and therapy, all for it. There you go. 
yeah. make yourself feel good. As long as you're not hurting everybody else, make yeah, yourself I feel good. Yeah, I use the uh, the blanket of health and wellness. It's like, this yeah. should be okay. Let's go do this. Sure. Plus, Listen. I want to pitch a show called New Balance Who Dis. <laughs> It's you're also listen. You're inspiring people. Look, look at how that is. How, how, but okay. but no, no I, I want to commend you for a yes. second All right. because I I I look I look at your Instagram feed and I'm like, shit, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> Why? Like I have all the opportunity and ability to do exactly what he's doing. The difference is he's doing it and I'm not. Oh, well, and go- that's it. About you, I'm yeah. saying you inspire me. I just need to like, yeah. Are we? I mean, um, I'm talking about health. and yeah, about exercising. Well, I mean, you look great. Thank you. You look, you look great. great too. But and, you know, listen, how old are you now? 47. See, you I'm, are older I am older than you. Yeah, Jesus much older. Yeah. Nice. But I, I'm still playing he's, a mid-30. He's 10 years older than I'm me. I'm still playing a mid-30-year-old. He looks so much younger than me. It's crazy. Yeah. Nice. I'm getting you're affirmation. You're very the handsome. Deuce, the deuce no, but... Well, I mean, and listen, I will say this. You, you would be surprised how many people slide up in my DMs. That makes me feel uncomfortable when you say that because it's the sexual overtones yeah, are, are uh, not. There's nothing sexual about it. I just like throwing that out to, as a dad joke. Uh, that really, though, are saying like, dude, how, did you, how, did, how do you do it? How did you run? How did you lose weight? You're a chef. So it is weird. Like I don't consider myself in like, you know, the self-help game, mm-hmm. but there are a, a number of people daily who are reaching out like hey that's amazing you inspired me to get off the couch do a 5k whatever it is it's amazing so like you know we'll see if it can lead to um yeah but know, but but that's other people your goal themselves. you're doing it for yourself and people are getting inspired by it. and right. that's that's those are the things that are most inspirational is when you see somebody that's doing something for their own betterment and then you're just like he can do it he did it he yeah i mean what was i mean i look at that that old picture yeah i'll I, throw it up today maybe no, it's, 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 it gets good work it gets good work of course a, it does a, but, it's, but it's unbelievable yeah it's well, unbelievable you know, what life. you've done hashtag yeah, chef life dude you're i appreciate it brother I'm, seriously you're incredibly kind as always listen uh you down to play a little game are we already over no we're, we're not over oh, okay we're good. halfway through okay okay you know, a little little more than halfway through <laughs> okay so this is a this game is called alan hall pass Hall pass or cash. I come up with these puns. Okay. Ten minutes before the guest arrives. All right, perfect. Just to be clear that there's not a lot of. So wait. So what's the what's the what's so the point? So it's pass or cash. Okay. Hall pass or cash. So you're gonna pass on it. Okay. You're gonna cash in on it. Okay. And there's sort of a Halloween overtone to this. Sure. Because this is gonna air this week. Perfect. So this is gonna come out right around the time that people are trick or treating and all that sort of do that. Uh, all those things are happening. Okay. You down to play. Here we go. Yes. Let's go. Alan Hall. Faux meat burgers. The cash. fact, yeah. I'm gonna go straight in cash. Cash it in. Cash it in. I'm okay. doing. I'm like, doing a whole thing for Star Chefs tomorrow with Impossible Meat. Oh, okay. So there you go. So yeah. literally, you're ca- literally I, I hope ca- you're cashing. No, not yet. But right. I'm, I'm paper working paper. on a lot of stuff. Okay. For, with with I I I think that what they're doing is incredible. I know the controversy that exists, but I think that having an alternative and the the effects or the you know what it's doing to prevent. You know, the amount of water that it takes right. to grow a pound of beef. Exactly. Next to the amount exactly. of water that it takes to grow a pound of, to create a pound of Impossible. It's helping it's, us feed the world. It's helping us feed the world, okay. and it's saving it's saving resources. All right, fair enough. Have you had the? Uh, you said you're working with Impossible. Yes. Right? Have you had the Impossible Whopper? Yes. You have. Yes. And like a blind taste test. It's a little overcooked. Okay. I think I think you can really treat Impossible like, and I don't. I really don't work for them. I just yeah, like yeah, the no, product, sure. I'm, and I'm, I'm a friendly fan with well, them. Just to be clear, I yeah. I think if you you can treat it like meat, and you yeah. can have it juicy, and you can have it done medium rare, I think that Burger King overcooks it a bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's probably some even the fact that it's not meat. There's probably some USDA you got to sort no, of. Like I think it's just smash you know, that thing on the grill. Fair enough. Whatever. Okay. Um, now getting into the Halloween stuff, yeah. Franken food. Franken food. This is uh, a lobster tail glued to a beef tenderloin. This is, um, you know, and, and a, a crazy, you know, twenty nine stacked burger on Instagram that's got. Well, those are 50, two. Hold on, those are two different things. True. So Franken food, where there's skill and technique, and you're doing something to to really raise the, the okay. profile and flavor. Cash 100%. Okay. All right. So but, cash but, in on but Richard Blaze's filet mignon, stunt, surf and turf that's glued together. Totally All fine with it. that. Totally fine yes. with that. If it's beautiful yes. and if it's, if it's done with thought to how it eats and how it, how it tastes and how it goes together. Got it. Stunt food, pass. Hall well, pass. I love it. Yeah. It makes me think of Wiley's, uh, you know, um, noodles, shrimp noodles. 
That's Franken food. Yeah. Amazing. But delicious. Yeah, the guy made pasta out of just shrimp. That's amazing. And look okay. how many people sort of, you know, did that also in other places around the world. Myself included. That. Yeah. I mean, I changed, like, you know, what it got served with. Yeah. But I think I probably <laughs> gave him a shout out. Okay. Creative here we inspiration. Go. Uh, on the same sort of topic, chef as mad scientist. Like, is this a pass or a cash? Like, it's basically, what's your hot take on molecular gastronomy right now? Is it chefs with test tubes and beakers and is that cash hot? you're cashing I'm on full it. cash this Listen, is a surprise take. This is, well this is this okay. is the thing i've i have discovered a lot of things a lot of techniques a lot with your inspiration and your guidance over the past few years that there are certain techniques that can elevate the quality of things now i'm not i don't do that when i'm making a you know a roast on thursday Wow, you know, what do you know, a nice house though. You're roasting on that's a Sunday. I'm roasting thing. vegetables. No, yeah. but um, no, no. But but I'm saying like I, I don't I don't incorporate it as every part of my life now for Thanksgiving, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit of technology. But then but then it's always you know I think my professional life since Top Chef has been, has been a balance of those two things. So it's right. you know trying to keep things soulful and trying to keep you know these these sort of traditional techniques with a little bit of modernity and a little bit of technology. I mean you know. Using a combi oven is, yeah. it, it, you know, a, a computer that can understand how to change temperatures over a long period of time and humidity levels. That is some mad scientist type shit. Absolutely. I mean, so, you know, I've used meat glue. Now, I haven't really achieved things that I've wanted to, but I've seen other people do right. beautiful things with it. You know, I love surf and surf. Why wouldn't, why wouldn't there be a scenario in which you can have, you know, lobster and scallop be one thing. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's delicious. All right. Lobster and scallop are not surf and surf. No. That's surf and surf. That's surf and surf. That's all right. But you know what I mean. Like, have... have A lobster mushroom and a lobster tail. Surf and earth. Amazing. The puns are coming. Okay. Uh, Staff dressing up for a Halloween. You're running a restaurant. Is... How do you feel about the restaurants where the staff... Is dressing up. Fine with it. Cash. Cashing in. Yeah, cash in. You're throwing a lot. We didn't give you a bank account, which is good because you're cashing (laughs) on a lot of things right now. Right? I like it. Okay. So, I mean, just what? Because it's fun. I I agree with you. Like, I love when you can take any sort of uh, current event or holiday Mm -hmm. and, like, let the staff have a little bit of fun with it and loosen up the. the, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know. I think it would be even more fun if I had, like, a super high-end fine dining restaurant. That would be really funny. Like, you walk into Per Se and somebody's dressed as a werewolf. Like, that would be amazing. It would be. And the level of service is still identical. Nothing's changed, but everybody's in costume. First of all, that's a whole concept. Like, I used to, in in one of our restaurants, we used to deliver food in, like, uh, runners would wear Mexican wrestling masks. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, Because, like, you're not expecting it. No. It is a tasty menu. Yeah. And, like, there's this weird... But, like, I wonder if Per Se did that, if it would be like, no, I'm a waiter from the 1920s. That would be funny too <laughs> it would be would like be different errors yeah. i'm a scoffier <laughs> that would be really deep that's uh, very 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 coordinated uh, what, okay so if you were doing that now you had let's uh you have this fine dining restaurant mm-hmm. and you had to create a theme for your staff to dress up at mm-hmm. what would you be going this year what would you um what i would have a couple thoughts i think maybe i'd have them all be juggalos not wow <laughs> 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 deep deep dark um, uh, kind of scary perhaps? i'd have them all be like a a team from the past where all the people are dead. Right. You know, so they'd be like a zombie volleyball so, team. Oh, from, uh, oh, I like, there you <laughs> go. No, but this is great because like you are, in, you're, you're inspired. Like we're the 1927 Yankees. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> that no would, reason. Everybody in the old, the it's old. It's the ghost of Lou Gehrig yeah. and Babe Ruth. Like that would be kind of good. I like, look at how we kick things back. Hey. We need to collab. Okay. Here we go. Um, cotton candy spider webs. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Cashing on I don't know what spider. is a cotton candy spider web. It's where you take cotton candy and you just make it into a spider. I don't know. It's a th- you something mean like I, actual cotton edible ca- cotton candy. Yeah, like it's literally like you're doing you know like one of Wiley's donuts over here, but we're gonna encase it in a sure. Uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't know if that's yeah, you're much a parent of it. now. Okay. Um, bugles, you know the snack mm-hmm. bugles. Okay. As witch hats. <laughs> 
For who? For mice? Uh, like for, for the top of a cupcake? For yeah, your fingers? Yeah. You could draw yeah, a little salty, like, salty green. with sweet? It'd be great. You draw a little green witch I love, faces I on love your fingers? Bugles. They're delicious. I haven't seen them in a while. Oh, they're still around. Um, okay, so you've cashed in almost everything. Creepy crawler noodle bowls. So this is a bowl where the noodles are worms, Alon Hall. Actually worms? They're actually worms. They're edible. Uh, they're nutritious. They, it's a protein that could save the world. If they're prepared well, then sure. I've done, I've, I've, I'm into bugs. I'm with it. Okay. Now, I haven't had the most, you know, culinarily exciting experiences with them. I mean, I had the first time I ate bugs. Sorry. Yeah. The first time I ate bugs, like, purposefully um, <laughs> without being dared to. In right, because there's something like 0.001% that's allowed in, like, packaged foods. Yeah, but I mean more like I yeah. was dared to when I was in, like, sixth grade. Right. Like, I would, that. you know, I'd eat a beet- like dead beetles for a dollar. Right. But, <laughs> I used to do That's, that. Was that your first that business? That was a real thing. But no, but, but I, went to, I, went to China, I went to China with my father a while ago, and um, I was like, I was like, let's do the craziest whatever, and yeah. we had tour guides, and we had some of the stuff's great. Yeah. You know, silkworm larvae, delicious. Mm. Uh, you know, yeah. giant beetles, usually the larger and the, the thicker the exoskeleton, it's not even about taste. It's, it's difficult to eat. Yeah. You know, water bugs, cockroaches, which I've eaten. Yeah. Yeah. More than once. Oh, okay. They're difficult. Yeah. They're difficult to eat. Their legs are sharp. Yeah. You know, so it's like... Yeah, it's kind of like the first time you eat like a fried whole shrimp in Spain where you're like, yeah. oh, I eat the legs in the antenna. Yeah, I'm okay with that, though. Yeah, that's, no, I'm okay with it as well. It's softer. It's softer. There's some, you know, it, it all depends about preparation, uh, but I'm totally all not right, against so bugs in the slightest. Down. Not just cricket flour and cookies. Okay, no. here we go. Horror food. So, like, I'm going to do this pop-up for Halloween now, but it's going to... I'm serving brains. It's, a, it's a liver. It's all awful. It's Halloween, and, like, I'm doing blood orange beet sauce with some crispy brains. As I'm putting paprika and salt and pepper <laughs> on it. As long as, listen, as long as it's prepared properly, as long as the ingredients are high quality, I'm down. It's, if, if, if the inspiration and if the, the styling is more, is, you know, outbalances the, the technique and the, and the execution, then no. Okay. If it's more about the concept, but if they can, if they can be if harmonious, you, you got to make it happen. You're cashing on yeah. almost everything. Yes. Quick little, uh, quick little break here for this moment. Elon Hall, do you know what vegetarian zombies eat? Grains. <laughs> wow. I should walk away now. Yes, you could. No <laughs> one would fault you. No one would fault you. All right. Uh, pass or cash on uh, candy corn, the synonymous Halloween candy. Uh, I can eat like three pieces. Okay. And then I'm good. All right. Like it's like one so, of those things. You're like, oh, yeah, this is back. You love everything right no, now. I love everything. You love everything. Just, All right. How about this? Yeah. How about this? Haunted. Yeah. As long as you're not annoyed by us talking, <laughs> yes, that's fine. Um, haunted Steakhouse pop-up I want to do. <laughs> Great. <laughs> okay. You should have the, um, the on whoever's this. on the grill to be to be death, to be the Grim Reaper. Absolutely. Well, you wouldn't want the long sleeves. You can, like, make I'm modifications. Safety first. <laughs> safety first. I was thinking more of, like, Frankenstein, you know, okay. on the grill or something like that. Because I don't think... No, he can't see fire. Or Hannibal Lecter. Hannibal Lecter. No, Frankenstein can't see fire. He can? No, he'd be the worst grill cook. Oh. It's, it's the thing that... It's the thing that... <laughs> Like, he'd have to be Garmage. <laughs> like, you couldn't have Werewolf over there. You couldn't have the Grim Reaper. No. Yeah, maybe a witch or something like that. Or, I mean, you'd have to have a zombie. Zombie. Which, which most grill cooks have to be anyway. in that sort of state anyway. There you go. All right. Uh, I think we're going to end right there, man. Because, <laughs> Completely no, you know what? No, no, I think let's actually, I want to stop here because now this is the game that we're just going to play. Let's take the classic brigade. Okay. And classic Halloween characters, mm. and put them in this restaurant. So we'll we'll start with the fact that we just said the grill cook has to be a zombie. Okay. I am going to throw now a position to a restaurant, and okay. you tell me what classic Halloween character would have to play that. Okay. Um, and if and we can go back and forth, we can help sure. each other. No, out. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mater D, the Mater D of a restaurant. Oh, that's Frankenstein. You think so? Mater D's Frankenstein, because very, like, you know... Okay, formal, formal upright. Formal, upright, yeah. Doesn't have um, a strong vocabulary. Really? But they all they need to do is point, so... You okay. Know, I mean, not, I'm, not trying, I'm not trying to shit on Mater D's, <laughs> like, but like, I'm, yeah, I'm just saying, like... Yeah, they're not host. They're, not host. This is Mater D. Okay, okay, got it. Yeah, right, but, but they're, very, they're, like, direct. They're just, you know, kind of... 
I have never. Used okay, Americans. okay. Frankenstein works. Um, I will. I'll take one on my okay. sommelier. Okay. I'm gonna go with Dracula. Very good. Okay, you agree with very this. good. Okay, um, he's tasting liquid all the time. It's nighttime. Just to be clear, mm-hmm. he can't work. He can't work a lunch service. Yeah. Most people aren't drinking during day. That's true. So like, he's only a nighttime employee. Mm-hmm. He's well dressed. Uh, he's charming, and I think he's going to be able to upsell the big bottle. Don't you think? <laughs> yes. And as long or, as like he's not like no, he's very charming. You know, as long as there's no blood involved. Yeah. In the you know, red wine or whatever. Yeah. Like I think we're good. Okay. Um, <laughs> This is, so <laughs> no, this is not. No, but I love it. No, it's great. Okay. Uh, uh, butcher. Uh. Butcher. This is uh, the AM prep cook butcher. He's getting everything oh, done. Leatherface. Oh, clearly. Like, clearly. I, like first of all, not, not someone who like, I think of as a classic Halloween yeah, character. But, you know, he's but kind of. He's worked in. The, the bandsaw is not. Yeah. He's comfortable with a bandsaw. Yeah. As a matter of fact, he's using his own chainsaw. Yeah. Most likely. He's, so he's doing handling, all the fabrication himself. That works. I like that. Thanks. Where are we going to put. This one will change up. Where are we going to put a werewolf? Where are we got um, werewolves are they're wild they're strong is this a porter situation we- werewolf supporter okay werewolves yeah. they're running up and down steps yeah, yeah. they're up checking in yeah, ingredients yeah. they're in the best you're, they're in the best shape you're also not going to try and swindle a werewolf no when the like, waters come in you double yeah he yeah. He, he, he uh is he weigh he weighs he weighs things he's, 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 he's doing all the receiving he's, he's doing you know, all of this stuff yeah. right there who's the pastry chef this is a tough one who is the pastry chef Shoot. Um, is this the mad scientist? Is this going to be, yeah. uh, you know? Yeah, like, you know, actually Frankenstein. Not Frankenstein's monster, but Frankenstein. Frankenstein. The, 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 doc- doctor, Dr. the Dr. Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Because this is a very precise thing. Correct. Um, you're not necessarily bringing things back from the dead. No. Um, but there it goes. Uh, <laughs> and the last one, I'm classic Halloween characters. Uh, is there a mummy? Like, where does the... The mummy doesn't talk. The mummy is... Clearly a server. <laughs> yeah, but no. no. No, no, there's no personality. The mummy doesn't know. No. Mummy okay. is mummy is the um runs runs expo because mummy has all the extra tissue to wipe the plane. Yes. At the end as they're going. Yes. Down. The mummy is expo <laughs> because he can wipe plates. He's got with the wet the, the wet the wet the wet of plate his wipes. Own <laughs> uniform. That is the classic Halloween brigade broken down. Jeez. Alan Hall, well done. Thank you As very much. Always. Richard. Do you want to take a stab, Halloween pun yeah. included at uh an eighty-six question of the day. Oh. Uh, something you that know we want. Funny, I listen to I listen to your podcast all the time, and I which, and you, I which hear by the way, thank you because like you always will like send me a text. Of, like, I know, and you have and no I'm idea what I'm referencing. No, but I'm always shocked. I'm like, wow, people that I know actually listen to it. No, but I listen to it, and I hear people's eighty-sixes, and I'm like, okay, shit, I need to do a better one. <laughs> like yeah. last, well, I, I don't even remember <laughs> what I said last time. I neither do I because it was a year ago, at more, least more than more a year than ago. That. Yeah, um, I mean, you know. This, it doesn't have to be serious, too. I think that's the challenge know, with the 86 question. I know, question. but you want it to be impactful. Yeah. You know, I think about it in two different ways. I mean, I'm... I'm going to... I mean, I, I, no, I, I was going to say short sleeve sweatshirts. Would be. <laughs> Why? It's perfect because it's it kind of cool, but so it's I get the, the breeze. A, it's just as a It Jets makes fan. more sense than a vest. It's true. It's just the whole Belichick. I mean, I'm a fan of Belichick, but... Uh, that's all it is. That's all it is. <laughs> Alon Hall. Are you pa- are we pa- No, I'm, are not, you- pa- I'm Wait, not passing. This could be your first pass on 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 pass or cash. You didn't even pass on anything. I don't think. Yeah, but this is, you know. Okay. But no, I don't want is, you to pass. But this is this is the, the I'm stalling for one. You. Um I got an 86 our president. It's enough. Like there, come you on, know it's what? Enough. and, and, it's and been I know a while. people have done it and I know No, but it's been a while politics. since someone we can t- I mean, actually we talk about whatever our guests want to talk sure. about. Sure. Yeah. It's just enough. Like yeah. it's enough. We get it. Like we've got it. I get the whole thing. Like you know, yeah. now international policy is like getting too it's, serious for us to. It's getting serious. Absolutely. I'm just come um, on. Let's get a let's get a grown up a grown up in to deal with everybody properly. Yeah. Regardless, I mean, and I'll I'll piggyback on that. Just also regardless of party. Yeah. Like there there there. I think this is the time where it's like, hey, like you know, people need to just come together and like. Yeah. Figure this thing out, yeah, and I think. You know? And listen, I have I, some of my best friends are Republicans, Libertarians. Like, it is not to me. It has nothing to do. I'm not a registered. I'm not registered in any party because you're from Brooklyn. No, that's no, that's I'm not from from Long Island. Right. But 
I should be. I should be a Republican. You're an independent. From NASA, no? Right. Okay. Um, no, but I don't know. It's just like, come on, yeah. come on, guys. Let's yeah. let's get it. Let's get it back. Yeah, I hear you. Good 86. Alan Hall, always a pleasure, dude. Thank you uh, so much. Kicking it here at Deuce Donuts. Um, dude, let's do it again. Sure. And again okay. and again. Sure. And I will start hanging out you can without every microphones. Time we hang out. No, it's without fine. microphones around. <laughs> it makes you feel better. Uh, but, dude, what a great episode, man. Thank you. I'm sorry. Halloween Brigade? Maybe the best <laughs> thing that's ever. And that was improv, everyone. Um, I just, I just want to say you're doing a great job. Um, there's a bunch of interviews I've loved. Your interview with our mutual friend, CJ Jacobson. Yeah. Was incredible. Oh wow! wow. I I'm, I like hearing him talk for a long time. I like. I feel like. I feel like Marcel would be a great one. I'm not yeah. trying to give you no. Some I'm just like, First of all, Marcel, I'm gonna hit you up. I'm gonna slide please. up in Marcel's DMs. He's just an interesting dude, and I, I like the people. You know, I just I'm enjoying. Oh, so I'm wait, are it. you throwing out the opportunity for for you, I, and Marcel in one episode? Together? Sure, let's do it. If he's down, I would love let's to bring it back. Alan Hall, you're amazing, dude. Love you, brother. Uh, And until next week, everyone. Yeah, and until next week, stay hungry. Thanks for listening to Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze. Download new episodes every Tuesday on the Podcast One app, Apple Podcasts, or PodcastOne.com.